Unarmored Talk Podcast, Episode 24, How I Became an Amputee, with today's guest, Annika Hutzler. And please remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mario P. Fields YouTube to watch this episode in previous episodes. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on the Unarmored Talk page on Apple Podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, where we will have real-life conversations that helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way we're going to do this is by gaining a better understanding of how emotions, feelings, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal or professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is Annika Hutzler. She is a United States Marine Corps retired veteran. I know y'all like she looks like she's 13. She's medically retired. God bless her. And she's not 13. She's 14. Annika, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. No worries. And uh, thank you again for accepting my invite to come on the show. So hey, tell, tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Um, so I was born May 9th. It was a Thursday, 210. I'm just joking with you. <laughs> so um, my name is Annika Hutzler. I'm 24 years old and I am a right below knee amputee. Um, I'm coming up on two years for my ampuversary. So this is still fairly new. And not really sure. I mean, I have a lot to say. I just don't know how much you want me to say, I guess. Hey, no worries. That's my job to help guide, direct you so, so we can get the best of Annika, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, kind of remove your armor and get behind the scenes of, of the challenges of, of being, you know, an amputee, um, you know, and what you've experienced. By the way, is your birthday really May the 9th? Yes, it is. Yeah, mine's May the 6th. So we're, we're, we're a few decades <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we're, we're, we're 72 hours. Wow. So you're a tourist. It's actually my grandpa's birthday as well. May 6th? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I feel special today. <laughs> but um, say, so let's jump right, you know, it's on armor talk. You know, you got to remove your armor. Let's jump right into the topic. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. You know, here you are, a young lady. You, you know, you feel healthy. You, you know, you go to boot camp. You, you're, you're a Marine. You earned a title. But you got this thing in your foot or something like that, a tumor. Something's mm-hmm. bothering you. Let's talk. What What happened? So I enlisted in May of 2017, and right off the bat, um, I felt a lot of pain in my foot, but being in Marine Corps boot camp, it's extremely difficult, a lot more physical activity than I was used to, so I kind of wrote it off initially, and then at the point that it started hurting too bad, I went to my drill instructors, who also wrote it off, which, like I said, I was in boot camp, everybody kind of complains about everything, so... By the time that I went, um, I went on and went to Marine combat training and I was in so much pain. I kept Advil with me at all times. Wow. And I was taking Advil literally as much as I possibly could. Um, made it through Marine combat training and was in the schoolhouse. And it was about three months into the schoolhouse when my, um, my instructor told me I had to go to medical because I was falling out of slow formation runs, like nine minute miles. And I was falling out of those. I was limping when I'd walk. And he said, Hey, look, Lance Corporal Hutzler, or I was actually PFC at the time. Look, PFC Hutzler, you need to go to medical because you have one body and you need to take care of it. So in November of 2017, um, the doctors at 29 Palms told me that I had a stress fracture. So not the tumor yet. 
And so they put me in this walking boot and went on my way, did the six to eight weeks of recovery, got out of the walking boot, ran a PFT and literally cried for the last two miles I was running on it. Wow. And I thought I was better. And all of a sudden I run and it's so incredibly painful. So the, the doctors eventually did order an MRI. And as of February 1st, 2018, so it was nine months after I had enlisted, they said, so you've never had a stress fracture, but you do have this tumor in your foot. And the type of tumor I had is called an arteriovenous vascular. Wow. I can't speak. Arteriovenous malformation. You did better than I would have ever done. (laughs) And um, so this type of tumor is actually typically on the brain and spinal cord. So how it happened in my foot and how it got to the size that it was, not a single person can tell me. And it's just, it's so incredibly rare. So they sent me down to a civilian hospital while I was still in the schoolhouse. And just, it was a lot of procedures, a lot of trial and error. And eventually they did do a surgery to try to remove it, but it was so large and so engulfed within my foot that it wasn't able to be removed all at once. And during this time, I actually got sent down to Wounded Warrior in Camp Pendleton, which is where I met you. And when I was about to go back to get the rest of my tumor removed, I ended up in the ER with cellulitis and a staph infection. Went through the entire process of that, end up with osteomyelitis, which means cellulitis, which I didn't mention before, but cellulitis is a soft tissue infection. Um, Ended up getting osteomyelitis, so the soft tissue infection developed into my bones. And at that point, doctors didn't want to operate on me anymore. They said, hey, listen, your tumor isn't actually causing you pain. We don't think it's growing right now. We're just going to put you on lots of drugs and let you deal with it for the rest of your life. And I was no okay with that. That's, that's uh, so, 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 you know. Sorry, so, I have a lot to say. Oh, no, this is, this is fine. I mean, this is awesome. It, you know, I, I would rather you talk to us and we get to know about you and be able to have a real life discussion than, you, you know, you're, you're just quiet and we're going, okay, this is a podcast. <laughs> but, uh, so, so what, what went through your mind? You know, you, you go from earning the title. Mm-hmm. You got this, you got this bright imagining. I believe you're imagining great things as a young Marine. Yes. And then all of a sudden the physical, you know, there's a physical issue. Now you're at Wounded Warrior Battalion. You you under this sergeant major about five foot three who yeah. thinks he's motivated. You know, I didn't tell the listeners and viewers that we actually have a relationship. Yes. But um, and by the way, when she checked into Wounded Warrior Battalion, people thought I was motivated. Good God. Um <laughs> Yeah, Annika's got me beat. But so so you get into Wounded Warriors, you go, you know, you get this news that, hey, here's the deal. You, you not only do you have a tumor that's rare, that's mm-hmm. normally on brains and spines, right, of people, yes. but now you have an infection and we may much we can do anymore. What went through your mind? What emotions did you feel when that happened? I went through a lot of emotions. Um, during this time, I actually also got diagnosed with general anxiety generalized anxiety disorder and manic depressive disorder. Um, So, and they, even though I was diagnosed with them, it was all related to the situation. Right. So I just, I was having such a rough time because I, I joined the Marine Corps, or I enlisted in the Marine Corps because I, I wanted to be a Marine. I wanted this title. I actually enlisted with a bachelor's degree, believe it or not. (laughs) And um, it was my goal to Mustang and become, and go to, 
the enlisted commissioning program as soon as I was able, but I never even got that opportunity. And I just felt like I had all these plans and everything was taken away from me. And it wasn't by my choice. It wasn't like I decided, Hey, maybe this isn't the best decision for me. It was right. All of these exterior factors said, Hey, this is not what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Like I just, you know what? I want two pounds of tumor and, and and three ounces of infection, please. Like (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Wow. And so, so you, you know, now you're, you're dealing with depression. Um, Mm -hmm. You're dealing with, which means something different to everybody. How did you, you know, how did, how did that affect you? You know, how did that depression, let's talk about the depression. How, how did that impact your behavior? And then how did you think through that to, to move past the depression? Uh, so it, it's so easy as a Marine and wounded warrior to just shut yourself away, stay in your barracks room and play video games all day long, or just hide in your bed all day long. And luckily I was in Wounded Warrior and they have a huge push for adaptive sports. Right. And they have so many resources beyond sports as well, from music to um, dog therapy, things like that. But the big one for me was sports. I grew up doing ballet. I never had an opportunity to play sports. My high school didn't even offer PE. So (laughs) I went to a performing arts high school. So I did ballet twice a day, but I never... I never had to run a mile before the Marine Corps. (laughs) So having all of these sports, I started off with archery and I wasn't very good at it, but it was so nice to have a purpose because at that time I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have an MOS that I was doing. I didn't have anywhere to really be. We had formations, but other than that, I I didn't have anywhere to be all day other than medical appointments. So by having things like archery and swimming and just having these coaches that I can talk to and practice and have something to work on. It got me out of my room, which like I said, gave me a purpose, which is, I just feel like that's something that everyone strives for. It's like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Why am I going through all these trials and tribulations? There has to be a purpose behind it. And and I like, and I like how you highlighted, you chose, you know, you, you made the choice you know, you thought through it and you made the choice to, hey, you know, let me let me try adaptive sports or something else, um, you know, where where others may have not made that choice. So I really like how you highlighted that. Mm-hmm. So so, um, you know, you're doing it and I've seen you, you know, I've seen you do. You, you're amazing. So you're doing the adaptive sports. You, you've developed a new purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but at what point, you know, did they say, hey, either you keep your limb and you continue to deal with these medical issues or we're going to have to amputate it mm-hmm. at what point or when that occurred, how, how did that affect you when you get, when you were made with that and you were putting that decision point? So the doctors never actually gave me that choice. I wow. was the one that brought it up. Um, at one point I asked my doctor after one of my surgeries, after my infections, I said, So how many times are we going to try to operate? How many times is this tumor going to grow back before there's so much scar tissue, before there's so much nerve damage, before I'm off my feet for so long that it causes other problems before we have to amputate? And they said, well, maybe five to 15 years. And I said, I'm not waiting five to 15 years. Do it now. And that was in May of 2018. And as I said, my amputation was only two years ago. So I fought 
almost every single doctor. And I said, I want my leg cut off. And a lot of people like take that as, oh, she's joking. This is like her sense of humor to cut off her leg. I'm like, no, I really want my leg cut off. I did so much research. I did so much to try to figure out, hey, this is going to be the best option for me. And in January of 2019, they actually started my administrative separation board. Right. And I wasn't in long enough. I would have gotten almost no benefits mm. when I, I wanted to be a Marine. And I, it's not like I chose this path and I was just having such a hard time, but I was still fighting the doctors. I'm like, no, you're not going to separate me right now because I want, I, I want this amputation. And at the time it even gave me the potential of, I could continue serving depending on how well my amputation went. Right. And finally in March, it was right after the Marine Corps trials. I competed in the Marine Corps trials with two feet. Um, I went to my doctor and I just handed him a giant folder and it had my medical notes that I had highlighted every time that doctor said, we'll amputate if we do X, Y, and Z. I had medical journals that I used to obsess Googling medical journals and saying, seeing the statistics of people who have chronic foot pain and amputation, how much better they do. And I said, this is why I want my leg amputated. And finally, it was in March of 2018 that I said, all right, let's do it. And within two weeks, I had my surgery to amputate my right leg below the knee. And it was honestly one of the best days still to this day of my life. Wow, that's interesting. And, you know, part of the podcast is to help people develop an accurate way of thinking. And the way and the way you made that decision was accurate. You know, you you it's amazing how you said, well, not amazing, but you said it. You said that you did research. Mm-hmm. You look for empir- empirical data. You, you are aware of your emotions. I mean, it's, I believe it would be a scary decision, but, but just, just demonstrating how if you accurately think through a challenge, how it can increase the outcome of a situation. So that, that's amazing. Um, that is, that is, and I didn't know. So, so, and that's what I love about the podcast. I had no, and I've known you since, you know, you checked in the wound wars. I had no idea that you said, you know what? I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. That that is courageous, but reflects an accurate decision. <laughs> so let so let's so now here it is. You know you have the surgery. Um, you know you, you're very athletic before you had the surgery. Even during the injury, you you know you still didn't stop trying to exercise. And then and after after the amputation, you, you continue to to blaze trails on the athletic, you know, spectrum. Looking back, you know, when you look back at that decision and even to today, what would you say do you dislike or you like or you like, man, if I had a chance to do that over again, I probably would have done this different because I believe emotions got my way. I mean, it's it's so easy to look back and say, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that Mm. because even my surgeon as much as I hate that he said this, said, I want you to know that if the first surgeon had done what she done, what she did, um, we could have saved your leg. And I hate looking back at that because for a while that ate me up. Like right. what happened, what would have happened if I didn't go see that surgeon? What would have happened if I would have been placed with a different surgeon or if I would have been sent to Wounded Warrior earlier? And the truth of the reality is, Nobody knows. The doctor can say that all he wants, but he wasn't there. He wasn't in the situation that that first surgeon was. Right. He may, may have made the same decisions. So for him to say, 
I could have saved your leg is it's, it has no foundation. Yeah. So, and I think that kind of goes with everything in life. I could go back and say, Hey, had I not joined the military, I may still have my leg today, but we don't know that because nobody can even tell me if I grew this tumor before or after, but all we know is it definitely exacerbated the pain that I had. And that's what ultimately led to my amputation. So I try not to think too much about what could have happened because even though, yeah, it it is, it was a terrible 14 months of limb salvage and fighting with doctors and crying in therapist's office and crying to pretty much every staff NCO that I could find. Um, Except me. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure I cried to you a couple of times. I I just don't remember probably because your positive attitude. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, but it gave me so many opportunities. I actually competed in the DOD Warrior Games. I was picked for the team six weeks after my amputation. And I competed in four sports. I did wheelchair track, uh, wheelchair rugby, swimming, and archery. And I took home two medals when I was six weeks post-amputation. Mm. Wow. And just having that opportunity made me realize, Hey, I love sports and I have had the opportunity to move out to Colorado and train with a pre Paralympic snowboarding team, which is something that I never would have had the opportunity. Well, if one, I kept my leg because I wouldn't qualify for the Paralympics, (laughs) but two, if I didn't realize how much I love sports, how much I love the environment, how much I love just competing. So yeah, you, I, I could sit here and be like, man, what if, what if? But it's like, well, this is where I am now. So how do I move forward from here? Focus on the knowns. I like that. Focus on the knowns and kind of mm-hmm. you know, reference the past, but don't don't focus a lot on the past. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. So any any current challenges now, you know, what's what's one challenge? And it could be good or bad, but, you know, I don't like to use the word good or bad. <laughs> yes. But what's one thing now that that the rest of the world probably don't know about you? And, and they may have an assumption about, oh, Annika. Um, so the biggest thing in my life right now is I actually have sprained my quote unquote good ankle to the point that I need surgery on it. So I, I just push my body a little bit too hard, which is unfortunate, but typically I am a very active person. Um, over the summer, I... Three days a week I did track, two days a week I did gymnastics, three days a week I did rock climbing, all at one time. Like, I'm, I just have to be go, 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 doing things at all times. So this has definitely been a setback because I can't do the sports that I love to do, and it's kind of hurting me mentally. However, I do understand that my body needs the recovery. I've pushed my body so hard yeah. since since day one of the amputation that this has given me an opportunity to say hey my body has done some amazing things but right now we need to take a step back relax and as soon as we get a fix we'll get up and going again wow well i i truly appreciated you you know three years three or four almost four years ago but three years ago when you came to wounded war battalion and, and just your positive attitude when you're faced with this situation and I appreciate everything you do. And I, I, I stalk you. I mean, I follow you on. Uh, social media. <laughs> and uh, so, so what, what can, what last parting words can you leave our listeners and, and viewers today? Something that I've always heard. And I, I try to keep myself or keep reminding myself is it's okay not to be okay. 
It's okay to be upset about things. It's okay that to think, hey, life sometimes sucks and this isn't fair to me, but you can't wallow in it. You can, you can have your moments. Your feelings are always valid, however you feel. But when you get stuck in that, then you can't progress. Acknowledge the way you feel now and then move on past it and keep and leave that as a learning lesson. I like that. I like that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Annika Hutzler, how can the world find you? Um, I do have an Instagram. I am Annika the Amputee. Um, Annika spelled A-N-N-I-K-A. And that is also my YouTube channel. Um, starting to get back into that. And I do go a little bit more in depth into my story um, on my YouTube channel. So if you're interested or I kind of do just day in the life things. So if you're interested, check it out. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and her YouTube channel, she's got like 2 million followers. <laughs> you, you know, that was interesting when I first subscribed to her channel. She's so humble. She's like, oh, no, you know, sorry, Major, you know, just, just subscribe. I'm thinking I'm going to be like the, the 115th subscriber, ladies and gentlemen. And I go and I'm like, good gosh. <laughs> uh, not quite to 2 million. Percentage <laughs> that for sure, but... It's up there, but no, we, we, you know, I truly appreciate you coming on Unarmored Talking. Ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to this episode on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify platforms, primary as Apple. And uh, also, if you get on the Apple Podcasts, please click that star button, one or five, we don't care, and leave a review so we can get better because this podcast is for you. Also, if you want to watch this episode, you can watch it at on my YouTube channel, and it'll be on Annika's YouTube channel. I'm going to give her the video so she can upload it. And that's Mario P. Field slash YouTube. Get on there, subscribe, check it out, and check out the rest of them. But until next time, you guys be safe out there. We'll see you later. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Unarmored Talk podcast. Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk Podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC, a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.